Welcome to Fleet Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy the latest in our teaching series. Well, good morning, Fleet. What a privilege it is for me, Rachel Hickson, to share with you this morning, the first Advent Sunday, the very last Sunday of November, as we're getting ready for Christmas. How many of you will admit to having started putting up Christmas trees and decorations? I have to confess, with all the lockdown and just the slight boredom in the evenings, we suddenly thought, oh, let's sneak the Christmas tree out. I think it's the earliest we've ever put it up. We haven't put our decorations all on the tree yet. We're sort of just doing that slowly, bit by bit. But the tree and the lights are up and Christmas feels like it's arrived for Gordon and I here in Oxford. And so as we have a look at this Christmas season, I pray that Jesus will really touch you. One of the big debates of the media is, is Christmas cancelled? I want to ask another question. Can we cancel Christmas? What is Christmas? If Christmas is just going shopping and having parties, etc., then maybe that can be cancelled. But if Christmas for you is this incredible gift of the person of Jesus and all that that is as part of your life, no one can cancel that. Emmanuel, God given to us. So what do I want to speak about today? I want to speak about light revealed. Light revealed. You see, one of the things I love about this season is that magical atmosphere that the lights create. That's why my Christmas tree had to come down. I love the light of that roaring fire reflected around a room. I love the aroma of candles just flickering. I love the moon against that really dark, clear winter sky that just brightens the horizon, even at six o'clock in the evening. Light becomes so important as we go into the darker season here in the Northern Hemisphere. But there have been so many studies that show that actually as we go into this dark season of winter, that if we don't have that light, that sunlight on our faces, then we can feel a bit depressed, discouraged, overwhelmed. In fact, during this lockdown, they're encouraging us for your mental well-being. Make sure you go out for your walk, go outdoors, even if it's damp, even if it's cold, just let some natural light touch you and it will do you good for your well-being and your mental health. I've had the privilege of ministering into Scandinavia ever such a lot. One of my friends is a professor and she was looking at what they call the seasonal um, effect disorder. The seasonal effect disorder. And if you take the initials, it's sad. In other words, what makes people sad in these long winter evenings? And they discovered it's because of the lack of light. And so as we come into Christmas time, part of our Christmas story is let light be revealed. This is a season of light and we know how, we need to know how in these days to find that light revealed in our dark spaces because as those lights get switched on it does bring hope, it brings reassurance and peace into our lives and so maybe this year more than any other year we need to celebrate the season of Christmas, the season of the light of Jesus being revealed, this gift of life and gift of light given to the world. 
There is so much confusion around. So many, such a sense of, do I know my way? How am I going to make it through? And we need that beam of the light of God to mark out our path. We need to know there is a way in all the darkness that we perceive. John chapter 8 verse 12 expresses it like this. And Jesus spoke again to the people and he said to them, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will always have the light of life. That's the other thing you find connected again and again in the Bible is light equals life. In fact, if you're a biologist, we learn that in the basic study of plants, photosynthesis, light equals life for the plant. It equals growth. It equals that forward momentum. And so Jesus is standing here and he said, I am the light for the world. And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. I'm sure some of you know and you've seen on our Facebook and Instagram, um, Gordon and I have done what many people have done and we got a puppy in lockdown. Our precious faithful dog, Dibley, died in January and so after nine months we felt a little bit heartbroken and so in September we got a black Labrador puppy and she is jet black, I mean black black. And when we take her out for a walk in the evening and it is dark, she is totally lost and we cannot see her. But it's amazing how as soon as you put light, and we got one of those illuminated collars, put a bit of light on her, I can follow her and I don't have to fear walking in the darkness. Suddenly she lights the way. And what before was a confused darkness where I didn't know where she was. Just that light on her lights the way for me. I have light. Genesis puts it like this. Genesis chapter 1 verses 2 to 4. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. I believe that this Christmas season, God wants to speak over your lives. And where you cannot see your way through, God says, let there be light in your darkness. You see, you might look around you and see your life is formless, empty, a bit overwhelmed and shadowed in darkness. You feel there's a lot going on and you cannot see your way through. But God is going to make a decree over your life. God says, let there be light. And with that declaration, with the lights coming on, just like with Bella, the lights come on suddenly. This light of the world says, now follow me. You will, won't walk in darkness, confusion, in this earth that's formless, empty and dark. No, follow me because I am the light of the world. So 
if you're looking ahead and think, thank goodness 2020 is over, but I'm not even sure what I think about 2021. If you can't see a clear, clear path ahead, God is speaking over the waters of your life today, over the waters of your heart. And he's saying, let there be light. God can be that light for you. He will separate the light from the darkness. And he says, it will be good. God looked at the light and said, it will be good. I just felt God wanted to say to many of you, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Come on, say it with me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There is light for me at the end of this tunnel. And so, Father, I pray for everyone that just feels a little bit like I'm in this darkness. I don't know. And we make a declaration and we receive that word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The light has come. And God, even though there is this sense of hopelessness, God, we thank you. This great light has come. And you see, we are living in a time of deep darkness. In the natural, it's winter time, December 22nd, the shortest day of the year, the longest night. So what is our gift at Christmas? Can Christmas be cancelled? No, I believe that key, the great light has shone. And then he asks us to be the people of the light and carry it with him. You see, we carry that light and just like Bella carrying light, she begins to break the darkness. Not only does she do it for herself and for us, but other people around, motorists, everyone around can suddenly see there is a light in the darkness. And I felt that God wanted to say and encourage us that as his light is revealed, it will break through and declare the new dawn. It will show the new way, even on the dark landscape. Many of us are very familiar with that beautiful scripture in Isaiah chapter 9. For me, one of the Christmas themes is always the Messiah. And we have, you have to listen to the incredible renditions of these prophetic songs of our Redeemer, Jesus, Saviour, being born. And Isaiah chapter 9 is the prophetic declaration of the light. Light revealed. You see, the people were walking in darkness. But they have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation, increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. You see, once people see the light, it becomes that signpost of hope to the future. Once they see it, they know it, recognise it and follow it. And I believe that people are looking for role models. They're looking for mentors. They're looking for the voice of hope, of sort of sanity, advice, wisdom to help them make it through a landscape that feels dark. People are walking in darkness, but come on. Christmas isn't cancelled. The light will be revealed. And I believe as we walk out, we carry the light of Jesus. Many living in a land of darkness will say, oh, wow, the light has just gone on. I believe that's our greatest privilege to turn the lights on. Not just the Christmas tree lights. Most probably we won't be doing that. All celebrating in our shopping centres and turning the lights on for Christmas. 
but I believe every single one of us can turn the lights on. You see, just as Jesus is our saviour and our redeemer, so we need to be the little lights that show that the redeemer is alive, a saviour is here, and we need to be lights in a perverse and dark generation. I was just reading um, some of the ideas of how we can celebrate Christmas this year and be lights in our community with perhaps, you know, carol services cancelled and many of the things that bring us together to be that demonstration of the light. And one idea, and I don't know what you think about this, is that um, churches distribute um, carol sheets rather than give the invite, come to our church, distribute carol sheets to their neighbourhood and then um, with um, uh, either Facebook or radio if you've got that sort of influence then do a service online and invite people to all stand on their doorstep at say seven o'clock in the evening with their carol sheet and join and sing a carol across the area and then pray for one another. I thought that was such a beautiful idea but I believe that we can be lights we see in Isaiah chapter 9 that once these people have seen the great light, it says you've enlarged the nation and increased their joy. The wonderful thing about when light shines, instead of everything looking small and shrunk and difficult, suddenly there's enlargement and increase. We get a different view of our nation and actually he increases our joy. So as we come to this Advent Sunday, first Sunday where we consider Jesus, Redeemer, Emmanuel, God with us. I want to ask you, turn the lights on. Let your life be a light revealed. Let us be those who are living in the light. You know, living in the light is wonderful when it brightens our way. But for the person having to be that light, living in the light, it can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable. It requires that we live with a new authenticity. It requires we live with a new transparency. You can't hide in the light. Light reveals. And Jesus was the light of the world and his light revealed. And as we welcome this light into our natural season of darkness, we find it shows us things. And as we welcome this light of Jesus into the intimate spaces of our heart, our thinking, our actions, our words, it also reveals some of the inner intentions, attitudes, reactions. And so I believe at this time God is saying, come on, upgrade and be vulnerable enough to live in the light. Have a new level of authenticity, transparency. You know, it's okay to say, I'm not okay. But it's not okay to stay there. That's what I felt Jesus say to me. Rachel, you can have a bad day and say, I'm struggling. But then find the light that brightens the way. And remember how you found that path. And use those keys of wisdom and experience to help others then find their way in sometimes difficult times. This is what the Apostle John, the Apostle of Love said, real pastoral man, in 1 John chapter 2, 7 and 8, he says, Dear friends, the old commandment says, we must love one another. 
And this is the same message we have heard before, verse 8. Yet it is also true that Jesus lived the truth of this commandment. And so the new commandment is like it and you need to live it. For darkness is disappearing and true light is already shining. You see, we need to become the children of the light. In, in here, the Apostle John says, you've heard the old commandment say, love one another. But there's a new commandment. And the new commandment said, Jesus lived the truth of this commandment. And you too must live it. So I wonder what it means for us to be lights, lights revealed. That it's not only about putting the lights on the Christmas tree, the candles and the aroma of Christmas in our living rooms. We have got to turn the lights on. We need to become children of light. Unfortunately, one of the things I've discovered in lockdown is I have needed to do more housework. I've travelled so much over the years that usually I seem to clean my windows and then forget about it, never seem to do it again. But I've discovered when the light shines, dirt is revealed. And so these evenings of, or, or these days of the low um, winter light on those bright days, suddenly the windows that I thought were quite clean have looked absolutely filthy and I've needed to clean my windows both inside and out as that low winter sun shines in. You see, light reveals. And so I've needed to do some cleaning. I believe but you see, as Ephesians 5, verse 8 says, For you were once in darkness, but now you live in the light of the Lord. For you are children of light. Live as children of the light. So I wonder what the light of the Holy Spirit is going to show as Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, rests on us. And his light shines through the windows of our heart. It might show up some of the dirt, but it's fine. Come into the light and let him rinse you and then sparkle with the good news of Jesus. This is a season to sparkle. This is a season to shine. And I want to pray for you. So Father, I ask you right now that you will come to us. Emmanuel, God with us. And Father, I pray that we will hear the cry of the prophets that says, come on, the people were living in darkness, but they have seen a great light. Those living in darkness, on them a light has dawned. And I pray, Father, where people feel that they're living on that land where it's empty, formless, desolate, let them hear your word say, let there be light. And we speak it over every wounding of heart, every depression and intellectual overload. We just speak, let there be light. And I pray that you will be the path in the darkness for people. Just touch them. Let them know you have made a way that in this Christmas season, you are light in our dark spaces. And Father, I pray that you would enable Fleet Church 
to be a beacon of light of the hope and message of Jesus in their space and neighborhood. And so as Ephesians 5.8 says, God, I pray that for those who were once in darkness, they will now know they live in the light of the Lord and they will live as children of light. So bless, I pray. And I pray, let them be a sparkle for Jesus. Let light be revealed in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. God really bless you. My name is Rachel Hickson and I'm speaking to you from Oxford today. Love you lots.